Everybody say all things new. Now, don't forget, tomorrow from 6 a.m. to uh, 9 p.m., the, uh, uh, the artifact room and the prayer tower will be open, made open for you to come by and pray. It's just worship will be going on in there. It's just for you to be able to seed in to the new. So know if you're coming by here, you can tell your friends it's open. Yes, we're trusting the Lord. You can social distance all you want and do anything you want. Just worship. It, it, it's between you and the Lord in there. And we're thankful that God has provided that place for us to start seeking Him new and fresh. Now, don't forget to sign up for starting the year off right. I believe this year is key. We've already had so many people signing up. So it's going to be a full day of what you've experienced today with lots of revelation. Lots of key people will be here are sending messages to us. And so you don't want to miss that, whether you're on the web or whether you're here present. We just uh, thank God that you will be with us. Let's say it again, all things new. Now, I put up one scripture for you because I want you to read it along with me. I want you to see the words. I want you to understand what we go through. Uh, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves, Set apart as a living sacrifice, holy, well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. Now, this whole morning has been about worship. Our giving is worship. Your work should be worship. Everything you do, should be worship. And don't be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed. That means get started and let God work it out in you. Look at somebody and say, progress. All right. By the renewing of your mind. Now, the only way you're going to progress is you're going to have to allow your mind to put your hand on your mind. It's right here. No, it's right here. Your brain needs lots of help, but let's put our hand on our mind. Our mind is that inner portion of our heart. In Scripture, it's interchangeable with spirit and heart. Your mind must be renewed. It must change with godly values, ethical attitudes. Your conscience is within your mind. So that you may prove for yourself what the will of God is. Every one of us in this room have to prove the will of God for ourselves. Now, that's a big statement. One of the scriptures that changed my life was Malachi 3.10. That if I, if I would bring all the tithes and offerings into the storehouse, God would prove himself to me. See, it's, it's, it's one of the few places God says, watch me prove myself. You do your part, watch me prove myself. That which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. Look at somebody and say, he's talking about you. And really, go ahead, Brian. 
what today is about and where Robert will take us ne next week is all things should be new. See, I see in the middle of the war that we're in in this nation, uh, a two-party system. The war for which party wins. Where God is saying, but I want in this new era something new. I want my people to be new. I don't want them to be conformed to this world. Whether it's socialism, socialism or communism or just plain old politicalism. I want them to know who they are in this world around them. Now let me read this scripture to you. See, you have to go to the Word of God to reset your course. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, everybody say, in Christ. That means grafted in and joined with Him by faith. If anyone is in Christ, He is a new creature. He's been reborn. He, he has the capacity to unlock that box that Leanne was talking about. Because he's allowed God to come down into the center of his being. See, in this new era, we're in... A new era where Holy Spirit, these 10 years, is going to move. It's a new wineskin. A new explosive movement. Therefore, in the midst of what you see going on around you, we're crying out even in this nation for a new wineskin to rise up. For something we haven't seen. Something that can transform the society around us for our children and our children's children. A new Holy Spirit movement. And it's amazing about the Holy Spirit, He chose to live in you. Now I'm going to say that again. Holy Spirit said... I want to be at home in somebody. Put your hand on somebody and say, I think he's talking about you. <laughs> Holy Spirit, this new Holy Spirit movement is linked with you and you. And you, that young man right back there, he's not looking for just the color of somebody he wants to come into. He's looking for a host that will allow Father who sent his son to demonstrate that power through you, me. Now, I think where we're at right now is a very critical place. Are we going to allow Holy Spirit to take over? You're awfully quiet out there. Maybe we're not going to allow Holy Spirit to take over. Because you know what that means? You're going to have to lose control. Jane, look at Chaga and say, oh me, this could be hard for me. That means you're going to have to lose control and submit 
to God himself, the third person who is down here in the earth realm. It's amazing where we're at. And Josh read some of the scriptures that I was going to read to you today. Romans 8 is amazing. And I loved when Josh was reading what he was reading because it says, God has not given you the spirit of slavery again. See, we talk about slaves. Slave is someone who submits unwillingly or is forced to submit unwillingly to something that they shouldn't have submitted to. See, and the Lord doesn't want us. The whole book is about coming out of slavery. See, I love what, it, what the Word of God says in Genesis 45. It says, when Joseph told his brothers and father, now you're bringing this identity of the Hebrews down into uh, Egypt. Don't tell them that who you really are. Don't let them know your true occupation. You're going to have to allow your identity to be submerged until God is ready to break it fully out. Are you aware that was 400 years of a submerged identity? And then all of a sudden, God said, I'm ready. I know how I made you. I know what I intended for you. I know the promise I have waiting for you. You know what? He's saying the same thing to you today. He's saying the same thing to me today. And then there comes a moment where he says it's time for the breakout to occur. Look at somebody and say, I'm ready for a breakout. All of you on the web say, I'm ready for a breakout. So key. See, when we're talking about movement, the body is made to move. Therefore, movement is linked with you. This new movement ahead is linked with you. I think sometimes we just get so out there and so spiritually uh, looking for something that we forget it's right here. See, movement is the act of changing a place or a position. It's what somebody is doing during a particular period or moment. It's what we humans are all about. Look at somebody and say, be human. That means you're entering into movement. If you don't have any movement going on right now, you're dead. That's how simple it is. It, it, it's just, it's where all of a sudden it can be corporate where a group of people set a goal to get somewhere. And we have to rely upon each other to get there. See, I think that's one of the things I see in our nation right now. Where are we trying to get to? Where are we trying to go to? In your nation, wherever you're listening. But this is what it does. It does, movement does what Leanne was exhorting us to do. Movement expands your thinking capacity. It causes that box within you to have to vibrate. Put your hand right here and say, start moving. It causes your brain to say, what a minute, 
I'm going to have to rethink how I'm moving. For two weeks, my whole insides felt like they were just in turmoil. And I had to say, brain, you're going to have to line up with that which is trying to move in me. See, that's why we have a hard time with new because your brain likes to follow rules. That's what the Pharisees did. They set up so many rules and regulations that uh, nobody could think. That's what religion does. Uh, that's a good way to define religion. You're setting, you're, you're setting, and we have to have boundaries. But you're setting so structured boundary that you can't move. Movement, I love this definition, is like a brain dance. All of a sudden, your brain begins to dance. It begins to see things. It begins to move in ways that it's been locked up. Creativity begins to flow. Where you just saw uh, uh, plain white lights. All of a sudden, everything's in color. It, it's where you got so routinized at looking at one thing. That's called old. that it was amazing when all of a sudden you started seeing things differently. Has anybody ever had that thing where all of a sudden a light goes on? And you say, how could I have missed that for so long? How could I have not seen that? And the Lord says it real simple to us. He said, I don't want you to be ignorant. You know, I find that amazing that the Lord says to us, we can be ignorant to the schemes of the enemy. That our lack of knowledge can destroy us. Here's how ignorance works. It works in three categories. You get lazy. You don't really want to learn anything new, so you watch the same movie every night. You don't want, you, you, you read Genesis. That was far enough. If you didn't get it there, I'll have to get it some other way. Then another form of ignorance is keenness. You know more than everybody else. Nobody can tell you anything. It's called unteachable. And the minute they tell you something, you rebel. That's called keenness. It leads to conceit and eventually it leads to complacency because you know everything, you just grow in apathy. Then here's the big one. Ignorance works because since you know it all, you've already heard that message before. You don't need to listen to it again. You've already heard that song before. You don't need to hear it again. Uh, this is the way I have come to conclusion we should worship. Therefore, if anybody makes one move differently, you have something to judge and say about it. Or I do. Aha, uh -huh, it's going to get better. That's where judgments come from. You got it so figured out that you want everybody to only move their box the way your box moves. Therefore, the first time one of these dancers does a move that we're not used to, Oh my God. 
That girl needs to be sanctified. She is going to hell. First time Keith gets up here and uses a word that we don't understand or it's not in our vocabulary, all of a sudden we're in shock. You needed to be in shock. I love what Barbara Yoder said during that move of God in the early 90s. She would go up and she'd just knock people over. You know, little old Barbara. And she said, they said, you pushed me down. She said, you needed to be pushed down. (laughs) You had your feet too planted and you couldn't make any shift whatsoever. So I just shifted you. This is the biggie. No illumination. There comes a time where, this is why we use Dante. We wrote, we wrote Dante and asked him, could we use that video today? Because you quit hearing. You hear your own thoughts, or I hear my own thoughts. We're really not allowing the inner portion of us to come alive. Therefore, we're losing our identity of who we were meant to be. See, it's that illumination that makes you who you are. Because you're dead in your trespasses and sins. You can be the most successful worldly person in earth and be dead. Now, let me make a shift now toward what we call Christmas. Always at Thanksgiving, you know, the day after I watch people start decorating and doing all sorts of things, we start watching Christmas movies and hearing Christmas music and doing everything. The Lord started talking to me, and I sat outside yesterday from like uh, 10 to 4 just praying for us. I have done that so much over these last, it's going on, it's over three weeks now. It's about done me under praying for you. You know why? Because we're in a crisis. We're in a place where we've got to shift. Uh, A political party can't do it. A political party can set our social identity, our, our, the way we are being demonstrated as a nation in uh, that identity into place can help do that. But it can't shift us into the greater dimension. Only God is great. And I I loved what that song was saying to us today. I love how James led us this morning and, and the team. Because we have to know if we lose our connection in worship, worship is a relationship. John and I have two books on worship. It's a it's this relationship. Everything we do, work and worship in the garden were meant to be the same thing. Chaga said, uh, it's slow at the work. He works at Gaylord. He, he told me, he said, uh, if you've got anything for me to do, I'll come back to the garden. He, he's coming back to the garden to worship, not to work. Anytime you just work, you're negating worship. And we all do a lot of things we don't like. And we all have, I call it man's jobs. Because the Word of God says, everything you put your hand to, I want you to prosper at it. Everything you put your hand to, I want you to be wholehearted in how you approach it. But I did watch a Christmas movie yesterday, The Christmas Carol. 
And the Lord said, I want my people to have their own Christmas carol moment this year. I want them each to have to determine their identity for the future. See, that's really what the Christmas carol's about. Where are you going to go in this next season? If you've never watched it, it's so many different versions of it. I like the Muppet Christmas Carol version. The Walt Disney version's good with uh, Mickey Mouse. Because it's not, it can be a dark story. Look at somebody next to you and say, you know, you can be a dark story. <laughs> and we ain't talking color here. <laughs> you know why? Because the Christmas carol represents time. It represents past, present, future. And Scrooge is having to look at the totality of time. And so when the Lord said, I want my people to have their own Christmas care moment. That means he's got something in the totality of our timeline that he wants to show us. And you know the story. It's almost like the Lord says, uh, you know, you're in a new era, so I've got to do a makeover with you. You had gotten so determined to be who you thought you should be, or I thought I should be, that I've had to really stretch out some things and get you to look at the overall picture. Or else you're going to miss the thousand generations of blessings. You're either going to get caught in your past and everything you're going to view from your past. But you are going to have to revisit your past. Scrooge had to revisit his past. He had to see how certain decisions or choices he made affected him in the past. Then, something else, he had to review his present. How did his past affect how he was operating today? I think you you have a danger, all of us do, of getting caught in the past and the emotions of our past forming our identity of our present. And before long, everything you're doing in the present is really reflecting a wound from your past. And then he had to do something else. He had to enter into his future. Now put your hand on somebody and say, this is what makes us a prophetic people. (laughs) See, Acts 17 says, when you're in the moment that God has for you, he extends the horizon line because you're in your predetermined time and place and you can see into the future. I am thankful that I have not been afraid of the future 
so I can see into the future. See, God at times has shown me 40 years prior. You know why? Because I'm not fearful of seeing 40 years prior. 40 years ahead. He's been able to allow me to look at what has been so I can see ahead into the future. He has allowed me, even in the current situation of this nation, he showed it to me in 2008 on May 31st. Why does he do that? Because he wants somebody to stand in alignment, agreeing with him, so things can manifest. If you're afraid of the future, you'll never see into the future. And see, Scrooge had to see the reality of his future based upon his present to go back and change his present. Because if he kept going in the present like he was, his future was dark. It was death. And God said, I want all my people to have their own Christmas carol moment. And you know, the beauty about it was he made choices. He made choices when he was seeing his past to shift. He made choices when he was looking at the present and how everybody felt about him. He made choices to shift. He made choices when he saw into the future and saw what it really looked like if he didn't shift. It's an amazing, amazing short story. I actually recommend the book more than I do the movie. Now, with that, let me try to help us get into the new. I want you to say this with me. Abraham. Abraham. See, Abraham had to have his identity changed. Tell somebody next to you, I'm grafting into him. You are if you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Sarah. She had to have her identity changed. Moses. Ooh, he was a murderer. He had to run, hide out for 40 years. But God met him. Jacob. The supplanter, manipulator of all times. He would have a meeting with God, but never allowed God to become his all. He's one of those characters in the Bible that gives you the creeps. Because when you read about him, you say, oh, I don't like him. You know why we don't like him? We got a lot of characteristics like him. Joshua. He went from being an assistant to leading a nation into its future. And the Lord said, if you'll meditate on everything that Moses told you while those 40-something years that you were in the wilderness, if you'll meditate day and night before me with it, it's just what Keith was saying. That means like a cow who has four stomachs, if you'll chew on it, eventually it will become part of your blood and you'll succeed. Every time they failed, it's because he didn't meditate on what God had said to him. Israel. God used Jacob as the prototype for Israel. Israel still 
becoming. Everybody say the word becoming. Because see, that's really what this message is about. You already are new if you know the Lord. If you've submitted yourself to Him, you're new. But you have to become new. You have to allow the newness of Him in Him to work its way through you. So you look new. So you are developed. One of the greatest mistakes we make is to let everyone around us determine who we're supposed to be. And all their expectations out of us begin to mold us into something. But there's another side to it. God puts authority in your life And gives them a heart, his heart for you, so that, and this is very important, young people, if you're in here, so they can keep you on track so that you do become what you're supposed to be. Because there's lots of lions, tigers, and bears out there. So, we're in this constant tension of becoming. It's really amazing. See, one time I taught on this. You, you were made to have this core center. Do this right, right here. You were made to have this core center. That's who you really are. It's not this. It's not how awesome you look. Even though that helps. But you've got this core center, just like the earth has a core center, that if it was destroyed, we would all be destroyed. And the enemy never wants your core center to come alive. Therefore, that core center is made up of what you really believe. So some way, the enemy has to get access to your core center to put, put certain belief structures in it that keeps you from becoming who you are and who you were meant to be. Some way, he is working to get to your core center. And if he can do that, and he does it this way, he doesn't just go straight for that core center of yours. He's going to layer it all through you. He's going to put a layer in one dimension of your emotions, a layer in another dimension of your He's going to embed a thought structure layer after layer after layer. And before long, your core center can't come alive. You can't be who you were meant to be and accept who you are. See, through the years, I've changed lots. My kids can testify to that. My wife can testify to that. But I've never changed my core center since I was 18 years old. I've done lots of things. I've had to adjust in what I do. That's not who you are. I have been in the world. I've been in business world. I've been in very worldly settings. When you fly 578,000 miles a year, that's a worldly setting. But when I was 18, the visitation I had 
revealed my identity. And I began to develop that core central structure that causes me to be. Does that make sense? We changed this year. This doesn't even look like who we were eight years ago. But we haven't changed our core center. It's amazing because from that core center, since I was 18 years old, I've made all my choices. Hard choices. How would I react? How would I be? Let's say Peter. He's the perfect. He's another one of those like Jacob. Ooh, Lord. Up and down like a yo-yo. But becomes. Everybody say becomes. Say Paul. Wrote most of the book. The New Covenant. What, Robert's going to talk to us about him next week. What could have such a drastic change in a life that could cause him to be the penmanship of God? Amazing. Now look at somebody and say, and then there's you. What are you becoming? Who are you? See, that's not about all the stuff you do. Anita is an incredible, uh, incredible design, prophetic designer, that's what I call her. But her ability to put pictures on the wall is not who she is. I'll tell you something. I do not even like to speak. But it's something that God knew was necessary for me to become what he intended me to be. See, that's how you have to view yourself. I, I remember when we were at a Christmas uh, party at, when we were on staff at the uh, large denominational church. And we were in the third wave movement that Robert explained. Uh, matter of fact, that was one of the places the third wave movement broke out. And everything was changing around us. Well, I didn't know much about being Baptist to start with. Therefore, when the Spirit of God would move, I'd just wave my hand. And, or I'd stand up, yell. And so Pam and I were eating with the head deacon at the Christmas party. We had gotten assigned to his table because I was one of the new deacons. And he said, you know, you are so intelligent, easy to talk to. I like... I really think I could like you, but I don't like you lifting your hands in worship. I didn't say anything because I know who I am. And Pam said, Howard, God doesn't really give a rip what you like. 
And then he said, and they're having this conversation right in front of me. I'm just trying to eat it. He said, if he was just more normal. She said, how do you know he's not normal and we're screwed up? See, you're meant to be. Your obedience is more costly to everyone else around you. Because it's going to force them to have to say, what in the world is that guy about? Fine, let me leave these things with you. I said, Lord, how can we... You tell us we're new. Now tell two people around you, you're new already. Now, if you're not new, if you've never become a new creature, you need to come up here and become a new creature today. I've watched people get put in prison. I've watched them uh, do all sorts of things. But I know when they're a new creature, they do some crazy stuff, but I know when they're a new creature, and I know they have the ability to become. Look at somebody and say, you have the ability to be. Now, without a vision, this is what makes us prophetic. A people perish. Number one, you need to see yourself in three years from now. What's the Lord doing with you? What's he trying to do with you? Let what's your desires? You're going to have to, that's what James said. Open the eyes of our heart, Lord. He said, we sang it. Lord, show me, me in you three years from now. I want, to, I want you to say that out loud. Lord, show me in you three years from now. That's vision. Don't be like Scrooge and see your grave headstone. Then here's the hard thing because you're going to have to let him show you how he sees you. Then that's going to have to overtake your emotions. Or else your emotions will always rule you. Your judgments against other people will always control you. And you can't, Isaiah 58 says, when you have judgment, you can't ever break out. So you're going to have to get this vision of becoming then you're going to have to let it overtake your emotions. Because I watch people, they just, will, they just love the Lord. They'll do anything that they're supposed to do until you ask them. <laughs> and then their emotions go absolutely ape. Because their core system is not ruling. Here's the third thing. You're going to have to see yourself into the future. What God is doing with you. And then reflect back and make changes on how you're going to get there. God shows your children prospering. He shows your family prospering. And then you just turn around and lambast each other and lose the favor of what God's trying to do, what He's intending. See, I've loved... Daniel and Amber being here because God showed Daniel when he was five, he was supposed to have land. We had lost land. I said, well, Lord, how are you going to do that with him? 
I've watched the Lord do it with him. Held on to it since he was five years old. But he wasn't just restoring, getting land for himself. He was restoring an inheritance, he and Amber. Because, see, your core inner portion is what creates your outward portion. You're going to have to make some changes. Put your hand on somebody and say, oh, this is, this is hard for me right now. I've watched Chad change. You've changed a lot. I won't go into all the gory details, but I've watched. <laughs> but I will tell you this. Remember two weeks ago when we went over to Cindy's and he was talking to me about my math out that I use with calculus and trig and all that stuff. He said, I'm going to download it. Well, I thought that was real funny because... Chad is not, has not been a math genius up to now. He said, it's the one course I failed. And I thought, now how are you going to understand this first algebraic equation? Yesterday, I asked him, he said, I'm coming over because we had to video some things for people. He brought me and I said, would you stop and get us some of those prefab logs so I can put them and get my fire going in the backyard. He said, well, sure. He brought them. We set them down. I said, now take one out. He took one out. He said, there's six in there. I took one out. That leaves you five. <laughs> I, said, I said, that math app is changing your life. I'm telling you. Come on, let's make some changes. <laughs> but it was an indicator of how you've been changing. Here's something else. You're going to have to do some detachment. Uh, we, a lot of times in deliverance, we say, oh, a person's detached. They can't, they can't allow their emotions to... You're going to have to detach from what's robbing your expectations of you. Cut it loose. That which is robbing you of what you were meant to be and the peace you were meant to have, cut it loose. Or else... Its effects on your emotions will stop your identity from ever becoming. Finally, you have to say, I'm becoming. Just say it out loud. I'm becoming. Everybody on the web, say it out loud. I'm becoming. I'm becoming. I mean, Pam started from the time we got married praying to have children and wanting all these children. And, and I would just look at her because I had such an awful uh, situation. And she would just pray for kids and kids and kids and kids. Then she was told she couldn't have them, the desire of her heart. She said, but God said I will become a mother. I don't have to have natural children. She turned and looked at one of her doctors and told him that. God wants me to be a mother. After the fourth child, I said, Lord, I have got to become a father some way. God, you've got to help me become. Everybody say become. Become. See, and quit looking through a lens that's keeping you from seeing who you are. 
what He made you to be. You're going to have to some way fall in love with Him, invite Him to be at home inside of you, and then let Him open the window. And every window he opens is going to create a new movement in you. Because a breeze is going to come through. Light's going to come through. You can be sitting here, you can be 94 sitting here. And if you take one more breath, you're still becoming. Let's stand up. Lord, my heart's desire for young, old, in between is that we be. See, it's been a blessing stepping back and just saying, tell me, Justin, how you see this. Lydia, tell me how you see this. Daniel, tell me how you see Kiwi, you prophesy. Because you're becoming. All of you out here, you're becoming. God didn't bring you here to be part of just a church. He brought you here to become and get unlocked and get confident in who you are meant to be. All of you that's joining in with us all week long, we're headed into Hanukkah. Friday night, our Shabbat will be built around Hanukkah. There's a strength in you, a miraculous strength in you. Leanne's already prophesied. There's more in you than you know. Let's just lift our hands. Now, if you've come here and you don't know the Lord, if you've never allowed the one who created your spirit to come live inside of your spirit, just lift your hand. Wherever you are, you might be on the web. He's the father of your spirit. Let go of all the emotions of what people have done to you or done wrong to you. That's not what's supposed to make who you are. That's supposed to give you strength to become and demonstrate a more excellent way. Father, my heart's desire as we go into this next month is that we worship you in spirit and truth and experience reality that we become that we see the gift we are not just the gift we give Lord, I say, let the unwrapping begin. Let a divine Christmas carol come alive in each one of us. A silent night, an awakening. All I want for Christmas is you. Father, I say right now, let the becoming begin. Now put your hand on somebody and say, I'm excited about you becoming. I'm excited about you becoming. Tell them that. 
I'm excited about the inner portion of you being seen in a greater dimension. Now bless two or three people as they go. Come, pray, worship, enter in. I love you guys. Bless you all. All of you on the web, we bless you.